All right, this one came out of nowhere. So shout out to Leo Flowers. He is an amazing guest, and this man has a handle on uh, kind of uh, spatial and self-awareness that I- I've never seen anyone kind of uh, kind of tackle. Uh, Leo Flowers uh, has done TED Talks, a stand-up comedian, Division One football player. This interview kind of really knocked my socks off, and I'll tell you why. Um, you know, doing 44 episodes of this show, uh, it's you have to be on every night. And I'll admittedly say that some nights you show up, and you know you have a guest coming on, and maybe you don't know the guest, or maybe the guest isn't you know as, as popular, or they're kind of you know a diamond in the rough. It, with all due respect, uh, Leo, I love you, and you're an amazing individual. Um, I came on this show kind of on my heels, which is it, which was not a great way to come into it, uh, knowing how much information he had to kind of impart on us, and uh, you know the amount of wisdom uh, that that he kind of you know kind of laid on us, which was terrific. Um, I came on the show on my heels. You know, and I, I don't think that's ever a great way to, to come on to a show, but I was tired. You know, I, th- I think it was a Thursday. I think it was a Thursday. And uh, boy, was I in for a surprise. You know, <laughs> so I sit down, you know, we do our monologue and I sit down behind the chair and then Leo comes in with this burst of energy, this kind of electricity uh, that really no guest has had. You know, he was, he's a, he's, he's a, he's a big, he's a bold gentleman. You, he, he takes over the conversation, which is amazing. And that's what he should be doing. Because uh, no one comes to these shows to see me. They come to see the guest. He had a bright yellow background going on. And it was really just amazing. He was in, I believe, uh, Leo, if I'm sorry, I believe he was in California. If he was not, uh, Leo, if you weren't, I'm sorry. I thought that's what I grabbed out of it. But, uh, you know, he came in with this kind of booming energy. And, it, you know, and it picked, you can see this if you watch uh, on IGTV Live, Instagram.com uh, slash The Animal Lopez, at The Animal Lopez Instagram, whichever way you want to slice it. You can see me visibly lift up with energy when he comes in because, you know, I, I, like I said, I was on my heels, you know, and uh, I have my questions planned out the night before. And the interview went in a way which I had never expected it to go. You know, he gave me insights on what it was like to play against Randy Moss. For those of you who know me, I'm a massive Randy Moss fan. You know, I think uh, he's one of the best to ever do it. If you tell me Jerry Rice is the best, you're probably right, but I'm still a Randy Moss fan. And, uh, you know, he came in and dropped some incredible insight on us, you know, when it comes to uh, to mental health and how, you know, his his podcast is called Before You Kill Yourself, which I think is going to turn heads immediately. And he kind of came on and really showed, uh, he kind of showed a lot of himself and a lot of what he does and kind of his mindset and how he, he's helped friends and colleagues and things like that. And, uh, you know, it was something that not only I needed to hear that day, I think that everyone on there uh, who tuned in needed to hear that as well, you know, and it was a really, really incredible kind of uh kind of show of intelligence and a show of uh, emotional intelligence overall. And uh, Leo Flowers is, is one of the best. And I thank him so much for coming on. He was turned on to a little side note over here. I was turned on to Leo Flowers by a gentleman, a gentleman by the name of Eric Rivera. Uh, Eric Rivera was turned on. I was turned on to Eric Rivera by a gentleman named Sean Latham. So Sean Latham, we heard about earlier, a Barstool personality, incredibly funny individual, turned me on to Eric Rivera. Eric Rivera's interview was going to be in here. But of the ones we picked for this season, Eric, I'm sorry, I love you. It did not make it. Only because we could not find the file anywhere. I ripped apart hard drives, you know, external hard drives, multiple laptops. I could not find it anywhere. If you, if you have it or if you know someone who has it, send it to me and I will put it in this podcast the next day. Um, so that's how I kind of found Leo Flowers. Eric Rivera says, here's three people. You should interview them all. They're all very funny. So sure enough, I did uh, just that. So without further ado, I don't want to take too much uh, steam away from Leo, but uh, without further ado, the uh, talented individual, Leo Flowers. Leo, what's going on, buddy? What's up, brother? What's going on? Adam Lopez. There we go. I had to put a D in front of the name, you know, just to just like there's so many Adam Lopez's out there. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let them know. It's like, did you go to the Ohio State? 
I did not. I wish I did. Though. I was more of a VU guy, you know, so. <laughs> Very nice. So, uh, Leo Flowers, you've done everything under the damn sun. So, uh, we're going to dive right in. Uh, Leo Flowers, stand-up comedian, like I said, D1 athlete, former D1 athlete, I should say, uh, master's in uh, counseling and psychology, um, you know, and host of uh, Before You Kill Yourself podcast. So let's do the damn thing. So, we got Leo Flowers in here. And how did you get your start in stand-up comedy? We're going to kind of work backwards through this kind of process. So, how did you get your start in stand-up? What made you want to dive down that rabbit hole? Man, you know what? When I was a kid, my mom, anytime my mom was on the phone, my mom always had like a serious face, you know, growing up. And the only time I saw her laughing was when she talked to my Aunt Peggy. Okay, and that was my grandmother's the, name. There the, you go. Anytime <laughs> my mom was on the phone with Peggy, I knew I could ask for anything that I wanted. If I wanted a million dollars, if I wanted to spend the night over a friend's house, if I wanted to sell coke, like anything I wanted. Like, Peggy was the best, like, uh, drug that, that a kid could ask for because my mom would be on the phone dying for hours. Like, Peggy, no, no, Peggy. Just, she would just, she kept howling her name over and over. And so as a kid, I saw the, the power of laughter. I saw the power of joy. And, uh, and, and so as a, as a, when I got older, I was like, a part of me wanted to be Peggy. I wanted to be that person that not only made my mom laugh, but made other people laugh and, and took that, that scowl off your face, you know? So, uh, so that was the impetus, man. It was uh, the Peggy. She was killing it every Every Friday, Saturday. I don't know what she was saying to my mom. <laughs> you know, I have no idea what the stories were. My mom would, she'd be laughing the whole time and complain about her cursing, but <laughs> always picked up when Peggy picked up. So uh, she was always free to the wheels. That, that for planet you. to yeah. see. Yeah. <laughs> and then, now, um, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, now, um, we always have, we've had a couple stand-up comedians on here, and it's been terrific. Uh, so we, Eric Rivera has passed a, a numerous people on to me, which has been terrific, and he's phenomenally talented himself, and kind of, uh, th this has always been kind of the go-to question. What was the first kind of set like? Like, getting up on stage, I mean, some people say they did great, some people said they bombed. Uh, well, what was it like for you to get up there and just do it? I loved it. The first time I was at a coffee shop, and I was so excited, I invited all my friends, and, yeah. uh, <laughs> and of course, like, only two of them showed up. But uh, but the coffee shop was packed, and I had a great time. I I, I got to tell you, it's actually uh, it, it's in waves. Uh, in the beginning, it was I was so excited, uh, and then there are waves where like you kind of struggle with the material. So you go through these waves of excitement and frustration, excitement and frustration, and you realize that's just part of the process of of creativity, where uh, you hit these these points where you're like, all right, I know there's something there. When do I get to it? So, uh, but yeah, my first time was a blast, man. I, I had fun. I was doing like the old black and white jokes. Black people do this. White people do that. You ever see a black person shake it? Like it was something about how black people versus white people shake hands, you know? And yeah. I just thought I was brilliant. I thought I was. I, I thought I was a game changer. You cracked the code for my yeah. HBO. Yeah, yeah. Black people shit like this. White people like it was just. It was. It was so racially motivated that that first set in a coffee shop of all places like, i know right exactly. yeah they didn't need now, that with their they didn't need that with their with their latte so i yeah, apologize yeah. 
that's another story. Now the process, you know, they say there's there's no rainbows uh, without rain. So the process, kind of like when you're having those peaks and valleys. I mean, I would imagine that would be almost enjoyable to a point. You get to appreciate the great times and kind of, you know, kind of, uh, you know, reminisce on the bad ones and learn from them. Do you share that sentiment? Yeah, absolutely. It's 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 fun in hindsight, right? The 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 valleys where you're like, oh, I remember when that joke was getting getting me booed off stage yeah. and just, you know, <laughs> just complete silence or, uh, or I didn't even think much of the joke, you know, it's like, sometimes you write something down, like, that's nothing. And then something happens six months or a year later and you're like, whoa, like this, <laughs> this little seedling, this, you know, it's this, you know, it's kind of like that, that, that kid uh, that, you know, on a football team where you're like, that, that kid is, you know, can't do anything. And then, some, somehow he runs back a touchdown. You're like, what? Like that, that those moments are, are exciting, for sure. I, I can imagine now, perfect segue here. Listen, you just set this up. Uh, you gave it the alley, here's the oop. Um, what was it like playing D1 football? I think you played for Ball State, is that correct? Did I get that correct? Ball State, man, okay. uh, Muncie, Indiana, we, the cards, <laughs> go cards. Go uh, cards. It was a blast. <laughs> like, you know, so many people, I remember when I was trying to get my football scholarship and they're like, Hey man, you know that's why would you do that to your body? It's like you got to protect your mind. But you know, I'm from Chicago, and I've seen a lot of young people lose their minds at a very young age. So I, I knew that they like you just got to go for life. You got to whatever you want to do, you just got to do it because there's just no guarantees. And man, I had a blast. Even I have a tore my meniscus. I jacked my neck up. I woke up paralyzed twice. And even Jeez. with that, I would do it all over again, man. We went to the Vegas Bowl. Those guys that I played with them are brothers for life. And you, you just can't buy that. And there's not a lot of people who, uh, beyond high school, uh, have a brotherhood uh, that they can still reach back to, you know. So, no, it was, it was great, man. Indiana's a great state, great friends, and uh, I appreciate everything that happened. Now, did, did, were there ever kind of uh, these kind of dreams of go going to the show, you know, making it to the big time? Or were you kind of just oh, come on, for every course, outside Of course, of course. <laughs> you know, I'm delusional. Are you kidding yeah. me? The fact that I'm, I play football and I'm doing stand-up, I'm completely delusional. Like, listen. like <laughs> Tried everything at the buffet, it sounds like. Yeah, a little you, bit of this. You, bit there of has to be an element of delusion for to, be, to do anything great, to do anything of, of value. You have to, you have to see things. That, that aren't there and believe in things that haven't happened yet. And, and that's, why part, that's why you really can't share your vision with other people because they're not, they can't see what you see, what your mind has conjured up. So, I, you know, but I tell you what, that whole vision was shattered, Adam. What happened? And I played against Randy Moss. Um, oh, favorite when, player of all time. Favorite player of all time. What was that when like? When you play against a guy who you know is going pro. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like like skip like skip the combine. You know that this guy, whatever he does, even if he walks to forty and and benches <laughs> two twenty five three times, yeah. like he's going pro. When you play against the guy like that, that's when you realize I, I I gotta study more. You know what I mean? Like the dude was just phenomenal, and I wasn't even I wasn't even close. I wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't even close. It, it was like me. It was like me in a race against Usain Bolt. Like I'm not yeah. even in the video. I don't even show up. I don't show you, up until like two days later. Yeah, yeah. And it's the not even. You're like we're still doing yeah. this. Yeah, they, they don't even know I'm in a race. I'm not even. I'm not on the board. My name isn't nothing. Yeah, nothing. It's 
it was so it's, it's revelatory the distance like you know every now and again you'll hear people say oh man you know alabama they're so great we, i'd love to see alabama play the worst nfl team no yeah, you yeah. don't no. no you don't that game is over in the first five minutes people don't understand the separation between college and pro it's vast it's huge now our buddy rob wants to know wants to know did you did, did you get lost at any point now this is an adjective now so. did you say did i get lost did you get lost randy i say get lost just get caught over or get oh, out oh. and out so, oh, oh yeah oh listen so <laughs> i'm with you so, i couldn't stack up at all adam so. there was a wide receiver reverse and the receiver was randy moss and so i'm a defensive lineman and i remember him running towards me now adam i don't have any missed tackles at all on the season that's the one okay. thing i always prided myself on of when course. i lock in it's a wrap you're done right <laughs> And then I met Randy Moss. Randy <laughs> Moss comes towards me, and I don't know what happened, Adam, but I just ended up, I just ended up hugging myself. That's all I remember. I'm on the ground. I'm hugging myself. I'm, I'm looking at the cumulonimbus clouds going by. Yeah. Like I'm naming birds. I'm, you know, I'm, <laughs> it was. I, I, all I heard was like, I'm, I'm on the ground hugging myself. Then I hear this large roar, and it's because he scored a touchdown. He said, meet me like, at the end. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be over there if you need me. Yeah. Adam, he traipsed into the end zone on Leo Flock. Like, he banged a cheerleader on the way. Like, that's yeah. how easy. Like, he was like on the 10, he stopped, banged a cheerleader, came back, made some eggs, and then scored a touchdown. He, he shot an 18 under par. Like, yeah, yeah. Dude, is monstrous, Adam. This is not a guy. He wasn't even a man. He's not a man. When you he, need He's a freak. He's a freak. They're not yeah. human. They're not. It's it's a, it's a, it's a let, Adam. Let me tell you. When people talk about uh, like the last dance with Michael Jordan, and yep. they talk about his work ethic, listen, I get it. But my mom worked two jobs. You can't tell my mom doesn't have work ethic. But of she course. is not gonna win eight rings. <laughs> yeah. Like, like <laughs> don't let's not act like work ethic is all it is enough to get you there. There yeah. is a genetic. <laughs> There's a reason why Nike sponsors eight-year-olds. You understand what I'm True. saying? True, yeah, yeah. Like, there's a genetic component to this whole thing, and Randy Moss is just a beast, man. He's Checked beast. all the boxes. Yeah, there all, was, the there, boxes. A, all the there's boxes. There's a story uh, that, that Chad Pennington was saying in his 30 for 30. They were saying that uh, even when Randy Moss wasn't open, he was open. So he, he was open. Ball up anyway. Yeah, if he wasn't open, he was open. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, why, why am I even there? Why am I even there? <laughs> Good boy. <laughs> now pivot. Now we're gonna pivot really hard. This is gonna be a hard pivot. But uh, so obviously, while you're at Ball State, you got your master's in uh, in counseling and psychology. Now, um, it's been quite uh, the interesting mental environment for people in quarantine. Now, and uh, besides amazing uplifting stories like that, you know, people have been kind of down down on themselves. You know, there's depression running rampant and things like that. Um, what do you think of this mental landscape? I'm sure some friends have maybe opened up to you or said, "Hey, what's going on? Uh, what are your feelings overall about it?" I, I, you know, any transition is tough. You know, I, I have my podcast, Before You Kill Yourself, Suicide Prevention Podcast. And one of the things that 
is not talked about. We always talk about depression, we talk about anxiety, we talk about all these other different mental health issues. But uh, besides trauma, besides tragedy, the, the other thing is transitions. And whether you're transitioning from uh, a studio to a penthouse or you know, from being single to being married, transitions in general are just tough for people. Even if you're transitioning to something that you love, that's, that's why even losing weight is tough for a lot of people to go from you know, 300 pounds to 150 pounds. That's a, it's, it's a different world that opens up to you. And, and some people mentally, emotionally aren't ready for that. And there's nobody, everybody's telling you that when you go from the hood to a mansion or, you know, from the mailroom to CEO, that you should be happier from single to married. Like, this is the best moment of your life. Everything's wonderful. But nobody's really talking about the challenges that come with that new, that come with the transition. And then that comes with, uh, being there because the expectations change, right? You're not, you're not approaching it with the same mindset that you had before. So it's tough for a lot of people. So I'm always encouraging people to, the, the most important thing is there's three things you want to focus on during this time. One is have a routine, have a morning routine, have a bedtime routine. Don't mess with that. You get up. I, I do a thing called the daily germs where I wake up, I journal, exercise, read, meditate, and self-talk. And I do that in the morning, and I do that at night. That way I'm prime, okay. you, right? You don't want, like this Leo Flowers has got you giggling and laughing and got you, like you don't want this Leo Flowers that hasn't meditated. You don't want that yeah. Leo Flowers that ain't journal. That's a whole different Leo Flowers. You don't want that Leo Flowers. I'm That's a big that right curtain, now. Yeah. You know, it's, a, it's a different energy right now. So. So people, you know, we don't take that seriously. We have to, we have to prime ourselves. It's like, it's like a car in the wintertime where you have to warm it up. You can't just drive it off the lot. And mm -hmm. I'm one of those people that I feel like I'm always in some, some type of snow winter blizzard, you know? So yeah. I always, I don't take it for granted. I got to warm this vessel up so I could be, I could show up with energy and vitality and energy, right? And so, you know, once you have your daily routine down, uh, the second most important thing is that you make sure you, you sleep, get your sleep, man. Don't mess with, you know, this goes back in the routine, but, you know, to get that eight hours, to cut the TV off, you know, we're all bragging about what we're binge watching. Yeah. But sleep is of utmost importance. It affects how you feel about your day, about your life, about your relationships, about everything. It affects how you eat, whether you, whether you end up binge eating because you were binge watching. And now you are sleeping. It becomes a it becomes an accumulation of, of of bad habits, right? So when we talk about sleep, we talk about daily routine. Then the third part is make sure you're getting sun, vitamin yeah, D. Vitamin D. Right. <laughs> when we're talking about this COVID and, and 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 getting outside and getting sun, it tackles a couple things. One, it gets you from in front of these screens, right? Everybody, yeah, of course, FaceTiming. Right. And, and when you when we're looking at a screen this close, it can create a feeling of jet lag and it can create a feeling of claustrophobia. So, wow, we get okay. outside, yeah, and we, we get a panoramic view of things. It helps to not only expand our, our actual vision, but our, our mental vision. And it gives us some clarity and, and room to think. That's why people generate ideas as they go for long walks. And then the vitamin D from the sun, obviously, 
it boosts your immune system. So it's not enough for you just to put the mask on and wash your hands. You have to make sure that you're also uh, feeding your body the things it needs to protect itself in case something does slip in through the mask. You know, Leo Flowers, I don't get the flu. I <laughs> the flu. I didn't listen. You're over I, it. I, they don't want I, I let the flu come on in, but I'm like, you can come in, but I'm going to tell you right now, if it's between me and you, it's going to be you, son. You understand? So I let, I let the flu come on in, and then the flu be like, you know what? I'm, I, I ain't even, I'm sorry, man. My bad. I ain't know you had this vitamin D short up. They, you know, I got that vitamin D around the corner for the flu, the cold, that COVID. Listen, I'm not, I get, I already got 12,000 steps in a day, Adam. You're not playing over here. You're like, don't even touch me. I'm touchable. Yeah, man. Come on, son. Let's go. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Now, so get your sleep, get your vitamin D, and make sure that you're sleeping well, and, and, and also make sure that you're connecting with people. It's, it's uh, it, you know, it's so easy to, to isolate and, and just, you know, watch Ozarks and Narcos and, and all these different shows. Uh, but, you know, you got to call people. And, and, and even if you're bored, I, I listened to a podcast with uh, Robert Iger, who's the CEO okay. of Disney, right? Yep. And he was talking about how Steve Jobs, Steve Jobs would call him because he was bored. So if a guy like Steve Jobs gets bored, then who are you not to be bored? Right? Exactly. I mean, yeah. he, he has access to all the things. I mean, he got all the yeah. Pixar movies and, and all that stuff, you know. So uh, we got to be, we have to be more compassionate with ourselves and what we're going through. It's, no matter how much money you have or what your socioeconomic status is or what your relationship status is. It's tough, man. It's tough for kids. It's tough for adults. So have some compassion for yourself. I like that. Very nice. That leads us into, uh, we have a questionnaire at the end of this, which we're going to do, which we're going to touch on that a bit. See, Adam, he ain't do his morning routine. You're where do you go? Yeah, sorry, sorry. I think my, my phone got so fired up on that on that uh, little rant that it just went to temperature. <laughs> yeah, it was fine. It's ready. coming out of the gate swing. It used every ounce of energy I had. So, uh, but really quick before I finish, you go know, two things. Uh, now, the Before You Kill Yourself podcast, that name is so, it's, uh, it's outrageous. You know, it's, it's turning heads. It's, you know, it's definitely going to stop the scroll in the feed. You know, um, what was the kind of motive behind that? You said it's suicide prevention facing and things like that. What made you kind of really want to start this? You can get into that a bit. Well, you know, I struggled with suicidality myself. When I was nine years old, I told my mom when I turned 40, I was going to end my life. And, and I had, because I, I just struggled always with feeling like I was a burden, feeling uh, isolated and lonely. Uh, my father wasn't around that much. And there was just a host of other things that, that were taking place uh, that to this day, like I still struggle with depression and anxiety and suicidality. So I don't take any of it lightly. I realize that, you know, we can we can make a five year plan all we want, but uh, it's to me it's it comes down to moments. It's like this moment is is the most important time of my life. Uh, so I'm I'm always working on being present and being in the moment because I know that uh, I can have a, an amazing morning and then I can have a really dark afternoon. Um, and so just to, to be on top of it and know a sandstorm could just come through and snatch a boy Leo flowers up at any moment. A lot of people experience that. And of course. we don't discuss it. There was, you know, there was a time, Adam, when people were afraid to say the word cancer because they thought yeah. if they said it, uh, they thought they would get it. So they call it the C word. 
And, yeah. and now we're seeing the same thing with suicide, where if people feel like if they bring it up, if they're around somebody who's like that, I have friends who tell me, you know, like they're they gonna go, catch man, if I had known you were suicidal, I, I would yeah. have never have hung around you. But that's the thing is that it doesn't, it doesn't look a certain way and, and people end their lives for different reasons. So the, the title itself came from the idea that there's, there's, a, there's a space in, in Viktor Frankl's book, Man's Search for Meaning, he talks about there's a space between stimulus and a response. And in that space is where we have the opportunity to choose uh, our future. And when we look at people who end their lives, it's a small window of when they actually want to do that. You know, they go to work, they brush their teeth, they call their mom, they even order some things off Amazon. They got stuff coming in the mail towards them. Mm -hmm. And then whatever happens, uh, they, they end up driving to the bridge or, or whatever they do. And so that's how small that window is. They just get off work and that sandstorm comes through. And so you can't beat it it's like, down. yeah. And, and so the, this, and, and a lot of them will talk about if somebody had just said hello or somebody <laughs> had just given them a hug or just reached out in that, in that brief window, they would have chosen a different direction. So it's like, that's how fragile it is. It's like, so it's like, before you kill yourself, have you, have you called your mom? Before you kill yourself, have you, have you gone for a walk and gotten vitamin D? Before you kill yourself, have you done the laundry? Like that, that's, that's how easy it is to distract you off that path. It's like, if I could just remind you of this next thing that you have to do, this, this next thing that you've left undone, then, then I can, I can, we, can, we can keep you here just a, a, a little bit longer and, and get you through that sandstorm. So it, it's, it's a small window and, and if we can get you, you know, and it usually lasts for anywhere from five minutes to an hour. That's, that's what all the literature uh, is showing us. So if we, can, if we can hold space for somebody for that amount of time, then, then we can have a much better outcome than, than the path that they were on in that, in that small window. Of course, and you touch on the fact, I thought this was fascinating about how you're like, oh, do laundry, do, do something around the house, you know, you kind of like get to the next situation. I think that it's interesting because we all have days where we're down or depressed and things like that. It's like, I notice if I do little things, like, oh, let me just do these like three dishes in the sink. I'm like, oh, I got to do that laundry. I think you get this sense of confidence and, you know, satisfaction. Like, okay, now I'm crossing things off the list. Now we're cooking. You know, now my yeah, day's really getting right. going. And then before you know it, it's like, oh, it's lunch and you're, you're stoked again. You know, so I think that there's a lot to be said about that. I'm a firm believer of that as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's all about building up inertia, but it's also then about when you, when you do get through that, that period, that five minutes or that hour of the, taking it seriously, right. Of like saying, Whoa, what was that? And then making sure you, you reach out for help anyway, even if you're, if you're past that feeling, don't think that it won't come back. Like that, <laughs> that that's something that doesn't just for most people surface once it's like a shark, like it, like it, it comes by, like they, they were talking about like the, 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 I think it's the tiger shark where it has two sets of teeth on both sides of its mouth, right? So on one side of the mouth are teeth where when it bites you for the first time is just to taste you to see if it's something that it wow, actually wants okay. to eat, right? And so, yeah. they, like, and so they, they show, they have video footage of this where it'll bite a human leg and it'll be like, I don't like human legs. And it'll swim yeah. away. But then the person will panic. And then a shark will be like, ooh, maybe I do want that. And it'll come yeah, back. Yeah. And, it'll, and then it'll bite you with the other Jeez. side of its mouth. And so these sandstorms can be like that. The first sandstorm can come through and just, and just nudge you. And you'd be like, 
oh, okay, I, I survived it. But don't think that that sharp, that that sandstorm's not coming back at some point. So when, when you feel better, that's the opportunity to then make sure you go and get help because you, you know for sure that it's going to come back around. So let's not take that lightly. Let's not take our mental health. And social health, that's the other big thing. We're all talking about our mind, but really it's, we should be talking more about social health and making sure that we're not just socializing, but connecting with mm -hmm. people. Organically, authentically. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Being mm -hmm. vulnerable. Somebody ask you how your day is to say, yeah, man, I'm, I'm bored. I'm hurt. Yeah. I'm, uh, yeah. You know, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm kind of feeling overwhelmed. I'm feeling hopeless. Like, it's okay to say those things, yeah. you know. So we want to open up this. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Now, that, that's an, ama an amazing, insightful situation there. You know, I think a lot of people, especially now, is needed to hear that. So that, you know, that insight is, is, is priceless. And I know that I don't want to keep you on here too long. But before we kind of uh, get out of here, we have this little four-question questionnaire we asked everyone. It's called the Quarantine Questionnaire. And uh, what has been the food or snack in the Leo Flowers domicile you've been crushing? Mangoes, man. Dry mangoes. mangoes. Okay. <laughs> I murder some mangoes. Like, it's to the point where my girlfriend is hiding the mangoes from me. That's how many mangoes. Like, she, she went to Costco, and she got a big box of mangoes. I, you know, I'm from, my mom is from Belize. And so we grew up with, I'm from Chicago, but my mom's from Belize, and I would go every summer. And we had mango trees in our backyard. So every morning, I'd wake up, and I'd try, I had to get up before the, the fire ants woke up. And I'd climb <laughs> the tree, and I'd grab the mangoes and come back down. So I have an affinity for mangoes, man. I'll, I'll polish off four or five in one sitting. So. Light work, light work. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So my, my girl's hiding the mangoes from me right now, you know. <laughs> it's, like an Easter, it's like an Easter egg hunt every day. Yeah, yeah. Every day. Now, what, what, what's been the drink of choice? Say it again? Uh, the drink of choice. Oh, my drink. You know, I'm a big tea drinker. I don't, I don't drink yeah. alcohol. I don't drink sodas. Uh, and that, that, that stemmed from like playing sports where mm -hmm. you, you, I saw the effects of alcohol and, and, and sodas on my performance. I didn't, I never want to do anything that is going to hinder my performance. So of course. I'm a water and tea drinker, man. Green tea, ceremonial grade, matcha tea. That's my thing right there. Anywhere I go, I'm always looking for some green tea. That's, that's my beverage with a, little, with a little local raw honey. And uh, maybe a little lemon squeeze. Man, I'm I'm good to go. Let's do it. <laughs> it's Leo Flowers, the TG right now. Yes, so, right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Now uh, we've all been kind of going stir crazy. Uh, show or movie you've been binging? What's been in your Netflix queue? Want to say it again? Uh, the show or movie you've been binging? What's been in your Netflix uh, queue? Oh man, you know we were. <laughs> so this is embarrassing, but I, okay, I, I so saw it coming from that reaction. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so the TV show we've been binging is uh, Billions on Showtime. <laughs> I love that show. Uh, it's such a great show. It's so funny. It's well-written, very dark characters. Uh, but, but there's a lot of heart and there's a lot of lessons learned in it. It was Ozark before that. Now we're on Billions. Um, and then in terms of movies, um, we've, been watching we've been watching documentaries. So yeah. we just, we've been down the Sesame Street uh, lane or road or street. Um, we watched the Big Bird documentary, and then oh we, just finished, we finished the Elmo documentary, and then we just finished the art documentary on HBO. So we've just been All on right. documentaries in terms of movies, but Billions, that's our, that's our TV show right there. Sometimes you got to get out there and learn something, you know? That's why I love documentaries, too. It's like late at night, just yeah. unlock the old brain, you know? I like that.
yeah, you feel like you, you did something. You know, like you yeah. like got, and then you also have something to talk to people about versus, mm -hmm. you know, there's not, I, I, there's not much conversation derived from billions unless somebody else is watching billions. Exactly. Like, from these documentaries for sure, yeah. Now, uh, you gave us, you gave us a, a, a very nice kind of layout of this, but uh, advice for staying sane during the quarantine. Advice for staying sane during the quarantine. Yep. Um, set a goal to do something new every weekend, at, at least on the weekends. I know during the week, a lot of people are home and they're in front of the laptops. Me and my girl, we went, <laughs> so we went uh, apple picking. We went to an apple orchard. Okay. One. And then we went blueberry picking, and now we're going to go strawberry picking uh, this Saturday. So it's like just find ways have that thing to look forward to, even if it's ridiculous. Uh, as, as long as you guys are doing it together, it's going to be fun. So make sure you're doing something once a week that, that's, that's just different. It doesn't have to be big, it doesn't have to be special, but just different and, and have it scheduled so that you know that it's coming up. Very nice, absolutely. Now, like, ladies and gentlemen, Leo, thank you for coming by. Leo Flowers and gentlemen, follow him everywhere, I believe, at Leo Flowers 2000. Uh, he's, he's a man of many talents and a talented one at that. So, Leo, thank you for coming by and imparting uh, an immense amount of wisdom on us. All the best to you uh, and, and your girlfriend during this. So, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Adam. This was fun, man. Of course. We'll be in touch for sure. All right. Peace. What a conversation with the man himself, Leo Flowers. You can follow him along on all his socials at LeoFlowers2000. And be sure to check out his podcast called Before You Kill Yourself, available on all platforms. It's an incredible listen. Uh, if you want to follow me along on my Instagram and Twitter, it's at the Adam Lopez. And as always, if you don't mind, download, rate, and subscribe. Thanks, guys.